find me at Pastor Jalon on Facebook. And we have some, we have a special guest today. But um, she's going to take off the cam. And we have your favorite local news reporter, Miss Faith Jesse, everybody. <laughs> hello, hello. I'm trying to make sure y'all don't see my kitchen. I did the dishes, so I'm just trying to. In my living room. <laughs> so, um, definitely shout outs to Chris Johnson, um, other co-host. He's in moving in Chicago. He moved to Chicago, so he's in the packing and unpacking and selling in. So he had to miss the show today. We have the lovely Dr. Marvinetta Clay. She's on the way. She had a a few errands to run and also we have miss chiquita andrews with her favorite book writer of las vegas we're just doing big things in las vegas so definitely stay tuned and um announcement boo 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 anointed radio was nominated for the spin awards the spin awards is the awards for radio stations nationwide even global wide and we were nominated for two categories and i think personally i was nominated for one um it's a blessing so you go to the the spinawards.com backslash vote and vote for las vegas own anointed radio this is our i believe fourth nomination for our award so obviously we're on the right path especially with us being only three years old las vegas so we're trying to show that las vegas is on the map so definitely come out and support and vote and um another thing is i have two announcements for myself i believe i have um man i'm, I'm trying to remember all of them because there's so much stuff happening things are opening we will be talking to miss faith jesse about that with things opening and the latest but one thing i want everybody to know while things are opening before i go into the other announcements is be cautious and be safe um things are not the same this is our new normal that we're trying to get used to and there's a lot of things that is not going to be the same or go back as what it was so just be safe i know churches are opening up be safe social distance you have to remember i believe the new york governor said that just a few months ago 800 new yorkers died from COVID virus that wasn't long ago so we're not far from it, but we're trying to move forward. So be safe, church members. I know y'all ready to have y'all revivals, your musicals and everything else, but we still got to be safe so that we could be able to see these things. And definitely for um, the elderly and the young, we have to be cautious. You might not get sick, but do it for someone else. And without that being said, um, I know Chris Johnson is coming out with his new music vi uh, music video and music. So look up singchrisj.com. He has his new clothing line. Um, Chiquita Andrews has her new book coming out. Uh, she's working up the details for that. So definitely check that out. And Dr. Marvinetta Clay, um, she's coming out with I'll Fly Away, the same song she performed opening for John P. Key. So there's some great things. Um, I just released my new single, Renew My Praise, on all streaming platforms. You can go check it out. Um, I, last time I checked Spotify, I was here seeing daily 500 listeners daily. So that's great. I, I can't wait to see some more, you know, increase in that. Um, another thing is uh, some historical stuff happening where I was 
um, picked to in the primary as the candidate to go into the general election. So why is it historic? It's historic because the first minority was ever elected for a primary. There's a lot of people that have ran, but to actually win a primary in this district of District 35, it is big, y'all. And we're going to make it bigger because I already claim and manifest that, guess what? We're going to make the first minority uh, assemblyman here in District 35. So we're going to speak that into existence. Everybody touch and, uh, touch and agree. All right. I saw y'all did that. So next. Um, but that's all the announcements. We'll go back to normal with the church announcements with Pastor Jackson and and evangelist and deacon once church opens up and we start having more events um i believe that the stellars if anybody didn't hear the stellars will be virtual um with them being virtual that is um that's gonna be different so everybody still support like if they were here in vegas and i know they'll probably whatever they do virtual they'll put on tv or bet or whatever mm -hmm. so with that being said Miss Faith Jesse, is there any announcements that you would like to put out there? Oh my goodness. Well, I just want to thank y'all for having me on. It's been a little bit since I have been with the Anointed Radio family. And you know, it has been an interesting last couple of months. A lot of prayer, <laughs> a whole lot of prayer. But um, y'all can catch me every morning on channel three, 5 a.m. If you wake up early, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be trying to get up that early <laughs> and the pillow say lay down. And it's really, lay see, down. you don't even have to leave bed. You can you can pull out your phone. You can go to newsmovie.com and just stream it. Keep an eye open. Be like, all right, put it back. <laughs> oh, okay. So y'all heard it here. You could go and you could check it out on, I guess you can social media, Facebook. Mm -hmm. You guys go live, right? What'd you say? I said, you guys go live, right? We go live. Yeah, you guys can check out, I mean, on news3lb.com. That is the website. We have a streaming service there where it streams. If you don't have cable or anything in the house and you have your phones with data, you can see it there. But my Instagram is fjesse, and I put pretty much everything on there. So, and Facebook. So that's Faith Jesse on Facebook. So y'all can follow me there just to get everything up to date. And if you have any questions about stuff going on, I know some people haven't gotten paid with unemployment issues or people want to know where they can get tested for coronavirus, shoot me the DM or an email. And I do my best to try to get all those questions answered for you guys. Cause I know there's a whole lot of stuff going on right now. So. And it's very important to be aware of your surroundings because if you don't know what's happening, you're, you're, I know ignorance is bliss and everybody tries to shut things up, but you have to really understand when it comes to your, your community, your city that you live in, it affects you. So definitely everybody, make sure you stay more aware because if you stay ready, you don't gotta get ready. Right. We're gonna go ahead and go into some music, y'all. And um, I might as well start off since the song is still new with my new single, Renew my praise, and then we will see you back at 7.30, everybody. So, everybody, this is Renew My Praise. See you guys in a minute.
bring me an overflow of faith. Please send me the strength to be, I pray. Ignite a fire within my soul. Lead me there and I will go. I submit to your will and your way. All storms run out of rain. The pain will fade away. All storms run out of rain. All my tears will wipe away. I got my eyes on you. Nothing's hard for you. Keep my eyes on you. Nothing is too hard for you. Show you my heart longs for your love. Renew my praise. Give me the song. Show you my heart longs for your love. Lord, increase your perfect peace in me. Help me see the truth in you. I need to have you near, I need to have you near, ignite a fire within my soul, leave me there and I will go, I submit to your will and your way. Nothing is too hard for you. Oh. Show you my heart, long for your love. Renew my praise. Give me the song. Show you my heart, long for your love. God give me peace, God give me joy, or renew my strength. God give me peace, God give me joy, or renew my faith. God give me peace. God give me joy, Lord renew my strength. God give me peace, God give me joy, Lord renew my faith. Give me the song. Show you my heart longs for your love. Renew my praise. Give me the song. Show you my heart longs for your love. Hey, hey, hey. 
found a place of praise. I found a place of praise. Wrapped in your embrace. I don't want to leave. Here in your presence. Such a sweet release. I can feel your joy rushing over me. And I don't want to leave. So we are back in the interview, and we are interviewing the lovely Miss Faith Jesse, everybody. And in today's time, I really feel like this was a perfect time to bring some of the people that's in the front line, you know, that have seen the transitions. We went from the start of the year with losing Kobe, and that was a, a global thing. Going down to next. COVID-19, and then now with George Floyd. So 
the first question I'll, I, I'll make it light first before we get all deep with all what's been happening is Pastor Jay's icebreaker question. And my icebreaker question would be this. If you could title 2020, what would you title it? You know what? 2020 is the year of faith. 100%. Not just because it's my name, because we've had to have so much faith this year. So many people have been out of work, not knowing how they're going to pay for uh, groceries for kids in school and uh, trying to figure out if uh, the doctors are going to be letting them going to see their different family members and things. And how is everything, every, there's so much in the media about everybody is going to die from this coronavirus and companies are laying off people left and right. And now with the passing of George Floyd, the protesters, my cousin just got locked up for legally protesting. How am I going to get enough bail money to get him out of jail? All of this stuff it's the year of faith. Um, really, we've all had to put our trust in God, exercise our faith to the highest degree, myself included, um, even when it comes to those who are still employed and trying to emotionally get through the day. That's been what I've been dealing with for the last couple of weeks is praying and saying, all right, Lord, use me. Speak through me what you would like the people of Las Vegas to hear on the news today. Tell me how I can best break down this story um, so that those that cannot see why folks are out there protesting can see. So those who are out there protesting can hear. Let's focus on the message. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's definitely, it's been a year of faith, Michelle. Amen. Dr. Clay, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. So sorry. <laughs> everybody, the doctor is in the house, y'all. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, Las Vegas. And hello, Faith. God bless you for being here with us. I'm just glad to be here. Amen. Amen. So you keep on moving. <laughs> so, Miss Faith, um, kind of just walk us with some of the things that God kind of showed you in the midst of all these transitions of seasons. Cause if you think about it every year, we say we're going through a season, right? I feel like this year seasons have been hitting back to back to back, you know, and we, I, I think I said it a while back and I'll continue to say it, you know, when every preacher all over the world that said 2020 was vision, cause it sounds cliche. It really was, but it wasn't a vision of, Oh, my vision. It was more of seeing what's really happening, seeing things for what they are, seeing people for what they are, seeing how things really are implemented um, as a whole. Because I think there was so much with the normal hustle and bustle that mm -hmm. we had a blind eye because we were so busy. You know, we didn't have time to sit and just see or sit and pray or sit and really reflect on our lives and see if we're really going down the path that God has put before us or how much time did we actually allot God? Because I know in COVID-19, yes, there's some horrible things have happened to my family and um, I've had deaths and, and a lot of things. But one thing that I can say that came out of it is it gave me time more with my family 
And it gave me a time to really reflect with me and God, because, you know, I think this year would probably have been my busiest year if COVID never came because I was so on, oh, I was at the NAACP awards and I had this award coming up and I had this award coming up and I had this show and I'm nominated for this and I was performing over here and I was going over there and, and uh, doing appearances. And I, I really sat back and was like, God was really putting the brakes mm. on everybody. Cause I know I might be saying that, but that's, probably a lot of people's experience, mm-hmm. you know, going outside your house for work, going out there, going to parties, going with your friends, <laughs> and you really not evaluating how life is for you. Mm-hmm. So kind of explain to us, because you, I could say, are in the front line, you know, you're out there reporting what's happening you're out there you're you're seeing the protests you're seeing the hospitals you're seeing the shutdown so just kind of give us a glimpse of the stuff that you really had to deal with i would say physically and spiritually while going through that process well i agree with you 100 that god is using this year for us like you said a lot of pastors fathers of pastor included and he's preaching this is the year of vision your vision is clear 2020 because it kind of went along with it. And, you know, I think the year kind of came unexpected. Everybody was thinking 2020, this is going to be that year. This is going to be my year to do this, to do that, to do that, to do that. We all had it figured out, right? right. And uh, God said, hold up. I got other plans for you, right? Um, and this is something, this coronavirus, something that nobody in the world has ever seen, at least in our lifetimes, right? And it really, I think, opened a lot of people's eyes to do things differently. Um, never in my life would I have ever thought that I'd be sitting at home taking interviews and having a cup of coffee in the middle of a workday as a news reporter. And um, that is something that we have had to get accustomed to. And it has worked and we have gotten it done. And if anything, I think it's been beneficial because I've been able to get interviews with people who I would not necessarily been able to sit down and speak with because they're uh schedules are so busy but we can pick up the phone real quick and talk a little bit put a picture on the uh screen and you have the same information right so we're doing things a little differently here as for those who i had actually a friend who was a longtime flight attendant with american airlines and he wasn't too happy about his position but he was comfortable and that friend got furloughed and got real uncomfortable real, real quick but i think that it was god showing him hey this isn't your calling. This isn't where you're supposed to be. You were comfortable, but now it's time to do something else. It's time to get up on your feet and figure it out. And now he's going back to school, which is what he truly and honestly wanted to do. So this has been a season for so many people. It's been a struggle for so many people, people with kids that are out of school, um, not having internet at home or a computer or things to be able to work it out. You know, and it's, that's why I say it's a test of faith. And it was a test of opening eyes to see, all right, how can we do this differently? We're going to get through this. We're going to be strong. How are we going to do this? And just kind of reporting, and I'll just kind of focus on the coronavirus stuff first. For me personally, I, and I I go to church and I read my Bible, I read my word, I speak, I pray with my dad like once a week in the mornings just to keep myself centered because I'm not at home, right? And I, before this, started to kind of slack on that. You know, I started to miss a couple services at church or not pray a little bit or 
just kind of try to figure it out myself. And what this kind of showed me is when you, you can try to do stuff on your own as much as you want to, but you're going to end up stressed out, crying, trying to say, why is it so hard? I don't understand this. And then you have to pull yourself back and be like, hold up. Let me remember who I am. I'm a child of God. All I have to do is pray and call on him and he's going to work it out. And there have been so many occurrences in my life where that has been so true. And I'll tell you, it was an interesting conversation I had with somebody that I was um, covering something we were waiting and he came up to me and I don't know how we got into the conversation, but he told me, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in all that. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I just, I'm interested in knowing like, what's your background? What led you to say that? Well, I grew up Jewish and you know there was just all of these rituals and things that uh i just didn't and be it this was a conversation i had when i was in that time where i wasn't really like focusing on the word and things like that and kind of doubting myself and just wondering why is everything hard so then the devil brought in well i don't i don't know if it was devil maybe the enemy brought in this person i had this conversation and he's sitting here trying to convince me why the idea of god is not real there how do you, you see it you can't feel it um it doesn't make any sense scientifically and i had that conversation and you know i grew up in church i grew up in the word i've never really heard this point of view before like of course you hear it, but you never i had a 30-minute conversation with this man and it something just didn't sit right and i feel like from that conversation i said you know what i'm just gonna pray and just see if it works mm. And it did, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> These interactions that you had, and I was like, I understand where he's coming from, but this works for me, so I'm gonna just keep oh, on with it. And from that kind of moment of prayer, I had a become to God moment where I was like, okay, Lord, I see you, I hear you, I feel you. I understand what that conversation was for. Maybe it was to help me like realize a little bit more of what I have been missing out on. And ever since then, I feel like my relationship has just been so much stronger and I have appreciated it so more, so much more because I am truly feeling and um, maybe I don't know if something rubbed off on me that that young man will maybe seek and think differently. I don't know. I feel like it was trying to convince me to kind of go astray a little bit more, but it, it had the reverse effect. But I say that to say that I had this conversation for a reason. And the conversation happened, uh, excuse me, this conversation happened because of the coronavirus, because of whatever story I was covering. And it just keeps bringing me back to my prayer, to my focus, to just peace, inner peace and inner joy. As for the protest, um, that was another thing that kind of threw us by a curveball, at least me by a curveball, because you know, I've been born black. I've heard of all of the issues that my parents have gone through, that my parent grandparents have gone through. We've seen protests happen uh, in Baltimore. We've seen all of the, uh, I was in Florida when uh, Trayvon Martin was shot, but never have we seen the community come together like this. Never have you seen white kids in Orange County, California holding up Black Lives Matter signs. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it, it's so interesting. It was frustrating. I got so many text messages and calls from friends that were like, I'm feeling for you. I, um, I am trying to, how are you doing? And it was frustrating to me because number one, I appreciate them reaching out. And I've actually had this conversation with other black friends. I appreciate y'all reaching out, but at the same time, like, 
I'm still black. Like I've always been black. Like nothing has changed here. Like why are we reaching out now? Um, but it also kind of opened my eyes to see, you know, we're in a different, whole different world. My sister who's 15 should be considered what the generation Z. And she's on Instagram posting all of these articles. I'm learning stuff from her. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. You know, the 15 year old and they were, she was born in what, 2005. So you're seeing a whole different generation of kids marching and educating themselves on the issues and learning. They can't vote right now, but they can tell you who to vote for. Some of the kids, you know what I'm saying? These right. people in our generation weren't even thinking about. Um, so, I mean, this whole, whole year, and it's only June, so we still have six months to go, but this whole year has just been a visionary experience. When I say that, it has been eye-opening on so many levels. And as a journalist and just as a human being myself, just seeing and experiencing things that I haven't experienced before. And I'm so grateful for it. And I truly and honestly believe that we are going to recover from this because all we have to do is put our trust and faith in God and we're going to be all right. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think one thing that you said that was very important is, is that the next generation, which would be our future, you know, is privy to information. I remember hearing my grandmother. My grandmother used to work in a cafe, in a se segregated cafe, and she used to tell me the stories of how she had to walk across the street, how she had to keep her head down, and all those things, you know, and her grandmother was a slave. Mm -hmm. And she gave me those stories, and she told me something that never left me, and she said that History repeats itself if you don't know it. Mm -hmm. It's just like a cycle. Mm -hmm. Why does the enemy have to use new strategy if you don't know the old strategy that he used before? Mm -hmm. Even if you look at a lot of the things that in biblical wise, where you look in the Bible, where what people were going through, people are still getting attacked by those same things today. It might be in a different form, but it's the exact same thing. It's just we deal with the same temptations. We still deal with the same pride. We still deal with the same, you know, um, unforgiving heart, which causes us to just like I, I think I was talking to uh, Dr. Clay yesterday. Um, I was saying how I always find a sermon and stuff that I watch on TV and I watch mm -hmm. I, I watch supernatural stuff because I'll just be like, it's fake. And I'm tired of realistic stuff. So I, I was, people are gonna laugh at me. I was watching Vampire Diaries. Yes, I was watching Vampire Diaries. And God was speaking to me and said, you see how in that show, that person is able to turn off their humanity. There are humans every day that do that constantly. That's why they can't feel for somebody else. That's why they don't care for somebody else. What he meant by Pharaoh's heart was hardened is because in a time where we go through things, we turn off our humanity. Our humanity is that part that feels for somebody. That's that check mark. That's that I'm gonna check myself because I wouldn't want that to happen to me. I wouldn't want somebody to do me that way. You know, when you turn off that humanity, because a lot of people turn it back on when it gets too bad. That's why if you really think about it, people get mad like, well, when you did the bad thing, you never cried. You was you wasn't crying when you did it because at that moment they didn't feel so many people turn their feelings off in the midst of heartache and chaos because it's hard to bear with it. And in that TV show, that's what God was showing me when he was talking to me. I was just talking to God like, OK, I, I see what you're saying, because there's people that 
you can know that's so prideful that they just turn off all they feeling for anybody. It could. That's why you hear nowadays, I, I, I don't deal with my family. That's why you hear nowadays people not speaking for ages because people turn that that whole feeling off. They, they Their heart gets hardened to the point where, you know, they can't feel for someone else or they don't even think about, is this the way I sh- want to be treated at the end of the day? Because God, I already said, if, if you can't forgive somebody else, I can't forgive you. Yeah. Right? We, we know that that's the word, right? And if that's the word, then it's, it seems like the simpler things seem so hard in our minds when we have our own agenda instead of God's agenda. And what I see is I'm military, so I keep it, keep it just straight. There's so much of a divide in a country. But if you ever go to another country, no one cares about what color you are. All they know is you're American. And the divide, like what was that say? United, we stand. We stand, divided, we divided, fall. Divided, we fall. We as a country, and this is just my personal opinion, have to fix things to better the country as a whole. You are as best as your weakest link. If we have stuff that is hurting the uh, society, that is the weakest link right there, where we cannot be able to unite and, and bring our communities together. There's so much stuff and stigmas that people should see that we shouldn't even be talking about in this generation, where, you know, when people are out there, I, I think it was a, it was a, a comedian. The comedian said it perfectly. He said, when people say Black Lives Matter, it's not saying it's any better than anybody else's, but it's just like this. All animals out there matter. They all have a purpose. But if the whales were extinct, going extinct, what do they say? Save the whales, right? If there's a dramatic thing happening in the society, the community comes out together to save something. And Mm -hmm. I just honestly think that there's so many people that because it's not someone they know, honestly, let's be, let's be real. A lot of people get to the point of being selfish because it's like, I don't know nobody or it's never affected me, but that's not, and I'm now going to turn it back to the church. Us as Christians should never think that. Because that's not what Christ thought. Because Christ could have not, didn't have to go to the cross. But he thought of you. He thought of me. He thought of everybody that would come forth. And us as Christians have to understand, if you see somebody in jeopardy, it is our, our job to speak about injustice. It is our job. Because Jesus spoke clearly. If there was an injustice, he didn't just stand by and be quiet. He said, what was wrong was wrong. What is right is right. It's very simple. I just feel like we complicate things. So I just think that with this new generation, they're more simpler and they're more transparent. There isn't that old, I guess the old tradition back in the day, what happens in this house, stay in this house, which made a lot of quiet people, a generation of people that stood by and watched things but would not speak out. That, that kind of died off in this new generation, especially because they have technology. They have 
technology to see declassified information from back in the day to now. There's so much things, like you said, with your sister that's 15 years old, there's so much things that she's privy to. I remember when I was 15, I had to go to the library. I had to check out a computer. I had to write that down. I had it for a limited time. So I didn't have mm-hmm. access. I had dictionaries, but that information that you had, you had to know to look. You could just put in a search bar one topic and learn so much based off one topic. And I think that's what this new generation is looking at. They're not looking at old tradition. They're not looking at how it used to be. They're looking at what it is. So to your point, I I, I definitely agree that this new generation is seeing something that even we did not see or didn't even know in a way. And that's what each generation is supposed to do. And hopefully in our lifetime, we get to a point where we realize that we're better all together in fixing things. We can actually make a better future. Well, I think I think right now you can see that scripture that talks about each generation getting weaker and wiser. And so um, we used to think that the word weaker meant that um, what the elders and what um, the older generation went through, the younger generation would not be able to go through. But I, I see that differently. Um, I believe that they're able to get through a whole lot of stuff. The only thing that will make them weak is if they don't stand together and if they don't stand strong together um, and, and unify. And I believe that they're wiser now because, as you say, they have a, a they, they are privy and they have a um, a wide variety of, of learning and of getting information and being able to educate themselves and not only educate themselves, but they share in their education. So to me, that's wealth wealth of knowledge, wealth of, you know, information that they all are coming together to do. And so to me, I believe, I believe that it's a great, this is a great mark in history in so many ways. I hate to see what's going on um, with our young brothers and, and what's going on because of, you know, the color of our skin. I hate to see that. And I hate that it's that the race, the racial profiling has become more prevalent than anything that you've ever seen before, but it's already been here. That's the sad part. It's just now coming to the light, right. you know, it's just coming to the light and, and it's actually showing itself. It's like, it's like the devil really showing his color. And so now, you know, the cover is being taken off and the light is being shown. And so I believe that God is working on this thing in so many different ways where he's bringing people together, bringing them in unity, but he's also um, those that are praying, those that are are coming together as believing God and standing firm on their faith. There are so many different avenues that's going on here that I believe God, God, God had orchestrated. Yeah, we see it clearly now in so many aspects, like, like you said, Faith, we wasn't thinking that it was going to be this. We was actually thinking that there was something other greater things that was going to happen. But there is, in all honesty, there is something greater that is happening and it is opening up our eyes and we are seeing clearer, clearer. And we are having a better vision of what God is intending. Of course, nobody knows his mind. Nobody knows his thoughts. Nobody knows that. But you can get a glimpse and you can see some things where God is putting in place. And so I just believe that there's going to be so many changes coming. It's already happening. It's already brewing. 
um, in all the different places, courts and everything. Like I watched today when they was in Fulton County and the things that they were going after with those two cops and how the one cop wants to come and speak about it, you know, and they want to give him less time, less um, 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 fines and things. And I was like, wow, I said, that right there is a miracle because you never see a cop rat on another cop. You never see a cop come and talk about anything because they all stick together. They have that bond, they have that unity. But now here it is, one is stepping out of place. And I'm sure he's gonna get a lot of riffraff about it. I'm sure he's gonna get a lot of things at it. But for me, I thought that was commendable on his part. And I really pray that it plays out and the truth actually shows itself and that justice is actually served. That's my whole thing. Because it's time out that people are getting away with things. And if I'm black and you're white and we commit the same crime, I get all the hit, you get nothing but a slap on your wrist. It's time out for that, you know? So I just believe God is, is just really doing some things and he's stirring up the pot and waking up some things. Well, if you look at a lot of things, um... As, as in God's standpoint, he looks for his people. You know, a lot of people claim to be for God, but then he puts people through situations because he really wants to see if you could pass the test. Because if you could pass the test and you have a testimony to share with somebody else to be able to bring them to the faith, right? Mm -hmm. You know, no pun intended, faith. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, the main thing that I was just looking at is just that when there's injustice of any kind, you know, what it, it just goes to show that we have to be a fairness. You know, there's a principle of all things. No, nobody wants, and I've heard so many people just like just take it and derail what people are trying to say. No, people, if someone does something wrong, they do something wrong. We're not saying because of their their skin color, you know, give them a pardon but there needs to be a fair practice. You know, mm -hmm. when, if you think about it, if you want to look at judges, go to the book of judges in the Bible that they were judging back then. And so just like, if you think about when there is an injustice of somewhere, it shouldn't be a difference. You know, if you really think about it in most countries, um, I'm taking this class right now so I can talk about it. So most countries, they go by what your countryman is, but, in America, because of the census and to make a difference, to be able to show and, and, and change up the breakdowns of communities, they went by color. That's not a nationality, it's a color. You know, if, and at the end of the day, we're all American. Mm -hmm. We were born here, we're all American. This is our country, this is our birthplace. And if, if you look at how other countries are, I'm not saying that they're any better, but I'm just saying based off how they look at their citizens, you're Russian, you're French, right. you're Chinese, right. you're African. But when you get to America, okay, you're white, okay, mm -hmm. well, you're African-American. So it's just like, no, at the end of the day, if we go to any other country, they only see us as Americans. Americans, so yeah. Yep. Being divided is not going to help. And I, I honestly feel that pride of thinking that someone is better. It's no one, we're, at the end of the day, we all, we all born and we all die. That's at, at the end of the day, we all go through the same things. Nothing makes us any different than each other. 
We all bleed red and God doesn't even see color. That's the crazy part about it. The main thing he sees is what is your heart? What's in your heart? Really? Is your heart really for me? Is your heart? He said, if, if you can't love your brothers and sisters, you can see, how can you love the God you can't see? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it, it it just comes out, and I know I'm throwing biblical. I'm coming from the Christian standpoint because that's all I, that's my life. But the main thing is, it's just that I think as a whole, and just over as this situation, the only way we can get through all of this is together, and to have those uncomfortable situations, um, to educate each other on things. Because one thing that I learned in life, uh, and it, it shows, is you can't expect everybody to know everything. The same things you see, I, I used to say when I first started Anointed Radio, I'm going to bring that back now at my as my closing. Common sense isn't common. So just because you know it doesn't mean that everybody knows something because of how they are. There's some shelter people that could honestly say I've never went through racism in their life because they never had to. They might have seen it on TV. They might have seen it. But personally, like I said, until it really affects you, it, they haven't known it. But when then there's the other side where somebody's been through it. So you can't think that everybody will have your same mindset. That's where all the arguments and, and you're wrong and that wrong. No, educate me how you see things and I'll educate you on how I see things. And the perspectives will make a clearer picture of how everything is. Mm-hmm. I agree with yeah. you. So that's how I feel. So back to you, Faith. So. <laughs> that's funny. I was I was just gonna echo your sentiment because I actually had a Facebook live a couple of weeks ago or days. I don't know. All the days fall together, and I said that exact thing. It's like <laughs> I challenge all of you watching this right now. Instead of picking the battle on Facebook, that's never gonna end, and you're never gonna convince that person. Ask that person, slide into the DMs and say, okay, why do you feel like that? I actually had a friend, I have a friend in London or an English friend that lives in Israel. And he says, well, isn't all that KKK stuff, that was back in the day, isn't it? Like, that, like why, why is that such a concern now? And I'm like, no, that, that's still going on right now. And he was like, what? It is? He didn't know. He didn't know. So he yeah. made a comment, like, I don't understand what all the uproar is. And I was like, well, you know, my mother, she went to a school where she was one of the first black people at her school in Louisiana. And he was like, your mom, really? And I was like, yeah, it wasn't that long. So instead of me getting all, well, you're just so ignorant. You need to go read. It's like, no, talk to him. Talk to him. Sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes it's hard. I sometimes want to be like, go to Google and read a book because I don't have the time. (laughs) You have to, you have, and I, I mean, and it goes both ways. So if you have, the racist grandma who's in this and be that over there and the cousin, you're friends with them and then you find out she has a racist grandma, or excuse me, not the cousin, your friend has the racist grandma. You don't wanna just own the friend. You wanna befriend that friend. So that friend mm-hmm. can go and talk to racist grandma and be like, it's all love grandma. You know what I'm saying? And that's, we have to do more of that. We really yeah. do. We really because, do. Because you know, one I thing agree. I realized, people's image of people is different than the reality of people. You know, when you see a certain image being portrayed, that's what you think that is. You know, um, I've met a lot of people that they say they were racist, but I never thought they were racist because I, I've met racists. 
they'll tell you to their face they're racist. And I still talk to them because I was like, why do you think that? You're wrong mm. on that. And, you know, because conversation, so fighting and arguing is the lowest form of communication. Mm. And we have to understand that when you're conversating, it's a two-way street. You know, sometimes we're so, so gung-ho, but you might really see why somebody feels some way, you know? And like I tell my kids, and I think a lot of people tell their kids, your, your opinion is valid. Doesn't mean it's right, but that's how you feel. If that's how you feel, mm -hmm. explain how, why, you know, not just because someone told you, not because you see uh, a way, but why do you personally feel this way? And when you really get to the meat of it, it's really because of lack of experience or lack of exposure of something else, or they were sheltered or they were told, you know, and that's one thing that I could, I could definitely say will make a difference. If you go out and talk to somebody before judging somebody, because that's one thing that they say to us church people do all the time. They be judging, I don't go to church. But if you really think about it, everybody does. Think about it. Think about the person that sees you across the street and then you walk, they walk across the street or they look at you differently or they, they assume you're something like that. It's because people are judging without actually knowing the reality of how somebody is. And just because somebody, see, we as the human race group people, I don't know why, because we're not all made the same. We all don't think the same. We might share views and, you know, like the church. I'll go perfect example. They, there's a lot of people that just say, I'm done with the church, right? Because back in my day, my pastor in 1987 said this, 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 right? <laughs> well, she just wrote off the whole Christianity because of that one pastor back in 1987 that did her wrong. And I think Michael Todd said it, and it was pretty dope. My wife brought that to me. He said, see, Christianity is the organization. It's the organisms that have issues. Because mm -hmm. every organism doesn't represent the organization. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to get out of. You know, you might have met somebody. There's good and bad everywhere. But that doesn't mean that everybody that looks a certain way, acts a certain way, uh, associates with certain, uh, a, a certain way is the same. Mm -hmm. And when we can get to that concept as a nation, as a community, we can get so much further because I feel like we've been like in a standstill and, you know, no offense, Faith, but I turn off news, honestly, nowadays, because it's just, I, I, I have empathy and I feel for everybody. I don't care what color the person is. If somebody died, I think that's somebody's child. That's somebody's mm -hmm. dad. That's somebody's uncle, you know, and for a person like in, me personally, I've lost close family members since the night, since 1997. I mean, it was funeral after funeral that to the point where I didn't really want a limo for my prom because I didn't like limos. Because every time I went to a, had a limo, it stood for somebody dying. Mm -hmm. So it's just like we have to get kind of in a mode where we we see things differently. Honestly, and I think that's what God intended for this to be not to be something where it was for us to just forget 
or put in the back of our mind or like, ooh, that was a crazy year. Thank God it's over. I think it was really for us to really see really for for what things are. Because there's some there's there's some things that I feel like God is telling me to say is just that there's some people in your camp that ain't really for you. Mm. <laughs> and they just associating themselves because it seemed cool. But God wants you to be around people that's going to uplift and empower you to do the right thing, mm. not to do the things that he wouldn't approve of. Mm-hmm. And like my therapist would say, and I hope everybody gets one, mental health is real. So my therapist will always say, everything returns back to love. God is of love, right? So true. Yeah. God is love, right? Yeah. Everything yeah. has to return back to love. And that is the answer. Yeah. I, I I can understand that because you know I hear a lot of people talk about as they call him 45 and they say that he's so insensitive where he doesn't seem to have any kind of emotional traits. You know, it just seems so um stale. And there's you know, you don't feel no realness from him. Um you, you don't feel I mean in, in any instance you as as a leader. You know, I would have thought that maybe you would want to try to have some empathy or show some type of concern or, you know, say something that would be a little bit smoothing to the United States to say, you know, look, y'all, I know we got this going on. Let's, you know, I believe things are going to smooth out. We're going to work on something, something, but not take the stance and the things that he has been doing. And so you got your leader acting one way. And so what does that do? That trickles down into other people, to other other folks that are either with him or other folks that, you know, looks up to him. Because, you know, folks are led by most leaders. That's how some of them are. And it's sad because the leader is the one that is in the forefront and is showing a whole different side that, you know, I guess they felt like he didn't have. But then you got people that still just don't even care and they just want to support him in any way. But I think it has to come from the head. And, and, you know, right now the head is not together. And so if your head and, ain't together, and, and I could you know. Add, I could add this point. People have to take their own initiatives as well and stop following lead. And that's he true. is one leader out of hundreds of leaders that are representing so many people. And when I mean so many, I mean so many people. And it comes down to the point of mostly like this. If you at work and you see that your boss isn't helping you, you figure it out another way, right? That's That's mostly where I I just challenge a lot of the the leaders out there where you figure out another way. If, if, If you're not getting the support that you need, you go find something else to figure out the same solution, you know? Mm -hmm. And that is something because we don't know every. One thing I could say is this, and this is with me being, I guess you could say, a public figure. People see one side of me, but don't know the what the after the lights go off, off the camera, off the phone, off the pictures and all that, how I really am. You know, people mm-hmm. could judge, judge me based off something and really not know who I am. And I feel like sometimes that's why prayer, like what, I, what came to that uh, scripture I told you, Dr. Clay. Prayer changes everything mm-hmm. because sometimes we got to get to a point where we pray for everybody, not just the people you're cool with. I mean, everybody, because yeah. 
if there was a collective prayer to for everybody, I mean, really pray, not like what we do, thank you God for this food, thank you, all right, God, I'm done. No, I mean, really praying for others in our prayer time as a collective, it would really make things change. Like I said in Second Chronicles 7, 14, if, if, if we really came together, it, yeah. would, it would really make it. Cause I feel like we do way more complaining than praying. I don't know. I, I, I can't say that because we don't know what other people are doing. So, I mean, well, I'm saying, I'm, okay, let me rephrase that. For I'm me, just saying, I feel like a lot of times that I complain more than pray for the situation because I oh, feel like okay. I'm complaining and I'm trying to figure out my own way because I feel like, oh, God, mm. taking too long. I'm mad. This should be done like this. But then oh. I need to be checked and be like, no, God, you see how it is. You see everybody's heart. Lead the people to fix the situation. Mm -hmm. Not this side, not that side. Lead the people for us to come as a collective to make a solution. I've been praying that that leaders across the nation will come up and come into their communities, will come in and be a, a, a change because a change can't come without a learning experience. Mm -hmm. And because you think about it, we've had so much stuff happen, but nothing's really changed. Mm -hmm. We still do the same old same, it's just a new year. But if uh, uh, with this lesson that we're learning, everybody's learning something right now. And I feel like we in class and God is just putting in our souls, like, look at this. I want you to like, look at this. And then, you know, I, this is my conversation with God, like, why? And then God be like, look at this. And then I just sit there and I still ask why, because I'm, I'm that type of person. I just like asking why. And I finally realized why God makes you look at certain things and makes you slow down to look at some certain things. Because the answer is right in front of you, but you're not using it. When, when I was stuck in front on the, on, the, on the freeway and that sign said prayer changes everything, that was deeper than any sermon I ever listened to. Because in that moment of time, I was so frustrated. I was so mad. I was having the worst day. I was so emotional. And I just looked up and God was like, and I even did a mad prayer. I don't know if y'all do mad prayers, but oh God, oh you need to fix this. God, I be, I be no, coming at God like, man, God, no. I'm, I'm being respectful though. But God, no. if this car no. don't come on, oh, <laughs> like I be having those talks, and God was just like, slow down, look. And I looked, and it was a sign that said, Ch "Prayer changes everything." And I didn't even know those signs existed. I walked through, I mean, I drove from here to LA and you know that they're all up to 15. Mm -hmm. You don't pay attention to things until you slow down and actually look. Hmm. And I think that's, that's, that's part of what's going on for this year. God slowed everybody down. Yes. So you can you know? Yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. he slowed everybody down because there was, I mean, it was like, you know, I can even look at myself. I felt like I was being busy but I also felt like I was being busy enough for God, you know, and that meant that I needed to possibly and most definitely take more time out to have a, a better relationship with him, a closer relationship with him and to have a more, a better prayer life with him and to seek him in everything. Because sometimes you get so busy, you forget about seeking God. 
You forget mm. about him asking him to direct your ways or to direct your path. You forget about going to him and say, God, show me what it is that I need to do. Show me which way I need. You forget about that because you, you're so used to just doing it. Right. You're so used to just doing it and you're so used to just, you know, making up your mind and just and ain't heard nothing from God, you know, haven't listened, haven't waited, nothing. And so I honestly believe this is just the time God just says, you know, well, hold up, let's pump the brakes and let's let's slow this world down. Let's slow the, my people down so that they can get a hold on some things and know who I am, really who I really am, you know, because he said I am that I am. And a lot right. of folks forget about that because of our busy lives. And so right. even to family, forget about how, how much it meant for family time to be together or to talk to one another, you know, or to see each other or to embrace each other, even in that part. And not only that, spend time for yourself, you know, right. just get too busy. And so right. I just really believe that's what God has done. Now, why, as I call it, all these other distractions have came it's because the enemy wanted all of us to, I mean, if you think about it, everybody has started slowing down. Everybody started taking care of themselves more better, you know, thinking about ways of how not to um, um, allow the COVID to get to you, whatever it was that you, anybody was doing. So everybody was on that pace. And then here comes uh, uh, um, uh, something that just, just hit. You know, it was, it was a diversion. It was something that the enemy said, okay, I'm going to take everybody off they mark. I'm going to make you forget about what you are doing and what you're supposed to be doing. I'm going to make you do. And that's what he did. That's exactly what he did. I mean, nobody want to see nobody die like that. Nobody want to see anybody die, period, especially at the hands of the police office. But it, it's to the point where he came, the enemy just snuck right in. And I mean, it was so easy for him to just come in and do what he did. And now look at what's going on. We got more that's happening, more that's happening. But I believe things are getting ready to turn around now for the good. I really do believe that. I believe that um, there are some changes getting ready to take place in every state, in every county. There are some things that's getting ready to take place because people are tired. Folks are tired. They folks, they're tired of seeing what's happening. They're tired of things going the way it's going, the injustices that are happening. They're tired. So something has to take place and things are going to change. And I believe it's gonna it's gonna turn around soon. It really is. I don't think we'll be in another six months of this kind of stuff. But I believe that um, there are some things getting ready to really change. I really do believe that. And Miss Faith Jesse, I wanted to just ask this. So you get to see the uncut, unedited live. You're sitting there before you say action. How how has those experiences been? I mean, because. You had to social distance, obviously, and and you still had to go outside and report in some areas. Mm -hmm. And how was that for you? You know, because I know you said this is the year of faith. So what was kind of some of the things that were running through your mind while you're outside and you're seeing the protests and you're outside and you see, you know, the strip shut down, but it's like a ghost town. And now we're going back into opening. So how was those um, mental prep moments for you before saying action on the news? Well, I think um, going back to what Dr. Clay was saying, God has a weird way of like kind of showing you things and preparing you for new things. And I think with the coronavirus stuff, the beginning of it, and that's back to what I was saying before, I was kind of lost with my walk with God a little bit, trying to do stuff my own way. 
And I got massive anxiety attacks to the point where I was not myself because I was watching 28 hours a day of news, even though there's only 24 hours a day, you know what I'm saying, of everything that's going on and just worrying myself so much to the point where I didn't even want to go out and cover stuff. I asked, I was like, are y'all, y'all want me to go to the testing site? Are you crazy? You know what I'm saying? Without, rather than taking a deep breath and saying, okay, we can be 200 feet away from the testing site. I can wear a mask. I don't have to go interview nobody getting a test. You know what I'm saying? And taking a deep breath. But I was all caught up in the fear. And even kind of, I probably shouldn't be saying this because I'm in the news, but I had to turn it off. Um, because unfortunately, mm-hmm. sometimes our industry is a fear-based industry. And it kind of feeds on um, people being afraid. And I learned actually through Crystal Allen, one of the other morning reporters, and I noticed in her show, when she would talk about a coronavirus story, she would say the facts and then say, but we're all gonna get through this, y'all. We are all gonna get through this. And she kept kind of reassuring. And so I started kind of, I I watched her show and I was like, that's good, I'm gonna start working that in my reports. And I started trying (laughs) to think myself to rather than have a headline uh, scientists are predicting the worst case scenario. Here it is. I say, now we have the numbers and this is what we need to do to avoid what could potentially be a bad scenario. And you see how yeah. that's a little different. Right. And that's, that's how I was able to kind of, you know, do my part to help alleviate some of that anxiety and prayer because prayer, sure enough, changed everything for me. I can't even, like, it is a testimony night and day how I was not being able to sleep. And even with this George Floyd stuff, same thing, getting caught up and, oh, this is just, just again, and never, everything is just going to be the same, blah, blah, blah. And then checking myself and saying, no, let me pray and ask for peace to get me through this day so that I can deliver what needs to be said. And that's, that's what it goes down to, just preparing myself. I mean, you see so much fear and anxiety and people kept killing themselves from all of the stress in the hospitals and people just, just all this chaos that you see. And I had to stop, pause, bring it back and say, all right, Lord. And it became a daily thing. Like it used to be, it came back a daily thing for me. I have a playlist that I've been listening to um, out of Eden. I think the album that I listened to came out in like 2001. I used to listen to it when I was a kid and I found that album and I put together a playlist and I listened to that every morning um, when I go to work just because it brings me back to center. It's my form of worship in the morning. It's my form of confession in the morning. Um, And just by doing that, I'm able, and I still have to take mental health breaks. I still have breakdowns. I had a couple of days ago, I had the biggest cry that I've ever cried in my life just because everything <laughs> came up and I just had to pray, you know, but um, it's helped so much. And I, that that is the only way that I have been able to get through this, seeing it, talking to people, because it's not just the facts. You're getting phone calls. You're getting uh, messages, emails from people who are truly struggling and hurting, and you're their only hope because they've called the, the hotline. They've sent a letter to the mayor they've, and nobody's listening to them. So you're their last resort. And so if you don't get to them right away, now you have um, other stresses. And it's like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. So there's a lot of stuff. 
And it's like, for me, I'm a journalist to be a journalist. I'm not just here to show up on TV and look pretty. Like I'm here to do work. This is my part to do work. And as a Christian, mm -hmm. as a believer, this is the path. I didn't apply for this job. This job came out of the blue and it came for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to do what I can to do my part. You know what I'm saying? As much as I can. And I can't do my part if I'm all, oh God, I don't know what's, you know what I'm saying? It's this, you yeah. all calm and collected. And I wouldn't have been able to do that unless I brought myself back to center. So yeah. I'm telling y'all, I mean, y'all know that, but I'm telling all y'all out there. That's why I'm it's a testimony of faith. It really is. And thank God my dad yeah. might parents that have a church because I pray for people who don't have parents, maybe parents that don't believe, but they don't really have that um, grounding or encouragement. But I can call my dad in the morning and he'll drop everything and be like, I yeah. got to pray. So I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. So. That's awesome. Well, I can tell you this, when you leave it to God, because I didn't have parents that went to church, God mm. makes some mysterious ways <laughs> to bring the child through to be the solution for the parent. That's just, I just wanted to put that out there. Cause a lot of times we feel like, you know, if they don't know, no, God has some crazy ways how he'll bring people to him and it'll be on their own. And that's the amazing thing about it. So I want to definitely, mm -hmm. especially being time conscious, um, Miss Faith, what future projects do you have coming up? I, I, I know you did your documentary last time we was uh, talking about, I think it was Emmy nominated. Am I right? I was not this year, not this year. A uh, couple of my coworkers actually won an Emmy. Shout out to one of okay. my mentors, Tillman. Bring it. She's the chat of uh, the president of the National Association of Black Journalists, Las Vegas. So give her some kudos for winning an Emmy this year. Awesome. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> but um, you know, my projects, I am always working on stuff. We had a YouTube series that we were working on for channel three that actually kind of got put on pause because of coronavirus, but it's still in the works. So I'm praying that that will come out. It was going to be called um, like, I love Las Vegas kind of showing. So if you guys are watching now and you have maybe a business or something that you want to be featured, um, some good news. Cause I like to try to put some good news. We're going to be doing a um, story with wet and wild opening on Monday and just trying to get parents. Cause we know that all the parents want to get their kids out the house and the yeah. water park. Good thing, but we also most definitely. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I find a safe solution for school. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> One, you know, two, and then boom. <laughs> but with all everything with coronavirus going on and stuff, but I'm trying to get that's, I guess, my message out to the everybody that's watching and for y'all as well. If y'all have any business owners, people doing some good stuff for the community, um, discounts on food or maybe hosting things. Let Please let us know because we got to put more positive stuff out there. Give people a little bit of hope with all of That's them. right. Where would they submit um, those things? What'd you say? I said, where if, if there was a business that's listening or someone that wanted to um, submit something to you for that, mm -hmm. where would they submit? The best way I'd say is, I know everybody doesn't have Instagram, so I'll give two ways, but my Instagram handle is at F 
Jesse. That's J-E-S-S-I-E. Um, if you DM me, I see, I check my DMs every single day. But if you don't have Instagram, you're a little bit old school. What you can do is, um, I'm trying to think of the easiest way. If you go on Facebook and just type Faith Jesse, my first and last name, you'll see my work page and you can shoot me a message on there too, or my work email is on there. I say social, I'm just, I guess it's the millennial in me. I check on my social media <laughs> faster than I check my emails. So just even me on social media, um, if you know somebody or if you have, cause we, you know, and that's another thing, like trying to promote like black business and things like that. Um, if you guys know somebody or maybe somebody was struggling with Corona and now they have overcome it, things like that. Just please, please let us know. Cause I love to pitch that stuff. Cause we gotta put some good out there, especially for our community. Yeah, right. so true. Okay. So I love with it. <laughs> that being said, I just wanted to say thank you again, Miss Faith Jesse. I, I just want you to know that you were the only person that like has been on our pinned anointed radio. Um, like, hey everybody, check out <laughs> anointed radio because you no one's ever topped you it. So just put that out there. <laughs> My parents taught me to do everything in excellence. If we can go over and beyond, we going over and beyond. We ain't doing no no half done stuff. Yes. To that point, it. it doesn't even take like that thing that I put together. All I had to do was ask, hey, y'all mind if I use this real quick? And sometimes you just have to ask and it just comes, yeah. you know, and it's I feel like a lot of times we miss out on opportunities because we're just too afraid to ask. The worst thing that's going to go. They know, so might as well. Right. That's, that's Bible. So, you have uh, not you all our not. anointed radio people on our <laughs> Facebook page, if you was wondering who was the person at the top saying, Hey guys, you could go ahead and check out anointed radio, that's Miss Faith Jesse. <laughs> I think that video has been seen thousands of times because it's the first thing you see once you get to the page. So, yeah, that's Miss Faith Jesse. She did such a great news, it was in the studio the first time she came. And it's still going to be there because no one's topped it. So challenge, if anybody wants to top it, throw that out there because it's been up there for almost two years now. So <laughs> They got to come with it, yeah. though. They got to they come gotta with really it. come with it. because got to come with it. <laughs> it was like she made an infomercial. She was like, if you want to check out Anointed Radio. She had Las Vegas in the background and stuff. She was like, look, 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 look. App store I ain't saying So, um, with that being said, it's always fun. Um, I see you almost at almost every event in Vegas when we were going out and doing media coverage. So it's always great to see another fellow person in media. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna put a thing out there because Miss Faith Jesse uh, told me something, and I, I'm gonna speak out to the NAACP Awards. Y'all should have gave her credentials. Okay. <laughs> So we wasn't the only token Las Vegas media group at the NAACP Awards. So NAACP Awards, when Faith Jesse calls, y'all need an answer, okay? I don't know how much we were, we were ready. We were ready. I was like, I'm thinking maybe because NBCLA or somebody else got it, so they probably just saw that and said, ah, but NAACP, come on now. Right, come on. Right. Right. Faith Jesse on the red right. carpet. Okay. It could have been two Las. I mean, when I say we was the only Las Vegas platform, we was the only Las Vegas platform there. So, 
Well, next, next year. Next, next, next year. year in January. Hopefully, you guys send out your credentials, not the week of. Uh, that's all whole story. But um, <laughs> y'all should definitely make sure that there's more representation of Las Vegas because we're right next door. And we would love to actually come out and support in journalism, especially because there's great representation um, that's always at those events. And I could definitely say thank you, though, because don't take away my credentials because I, <laughs> I got mine. <laughs> and it was great. Uh, Shout out to awards. But, but make sure she get one too, you know. But Noise Radio, we was good. We was there. We was in the house. But, uh, yeah, shout out to everybody that won. I got to meet Rihanna. Shout out to that great speech she did out there. And if you would ever thought that the speech she said at the NAACP Awards is still true to this day, the only way we could do it is together. Mm-hmm. So, so definitely want to say thank you, Miss Faith, for coming on. Yeah. I appreciate you. You're a very good friend of mine. And it's great to have friends like you because you come through whenever. I just was like, Faith, you want to come on the show? He was like, sure. And it's like, that's <laughs> You need people like that. Congratulations. Congratulations on um, winning the primary, too. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Now it's going to go into the general uh, general elections. Um, I'm having my victory party this Friday um, at, oh, my campaign manager knows. So it's one of the from my house, though. I know I can't think of the name. It's a it's a pub. I got to think it's of it. Okay. It's on my Facebook. So. Yeah. Most people yeah. not be lurking and stalking my Facebook without pushing a like anyway. So go ahead and check out my Facebook. You'll be able to see all that good stuff and check out Jay Calhoun for Nevada. Um, going for state assembly, if you didn't know, but now you know. Yeah, um, I think that's it. But any last things that you would like to say to the people, Miss Faith, just before we call Cletus? Um, I just thank y'all for having me on again. And y'all just uh, back to what we were all saying. It's all about love. Just Mm -hmm. that agape love out there. Put that energy out there and just let's just love each other. We just have to just that's that's it. That's the root of it. So sometimes it's hard, but that's the root of it. (laughs) Yeah. Booyah. It's okay. (laughs) And I guess with that being said, um, Cleo's gonna come after our, our set because he'd be too loud sometimes. So I'm just gonna say my my little <laughs> last piece. Make sure you go download Renew My Praise by Pastor Jaylon Calhoun. It's getting up there. I'm not on Billboard yet. I don't know if I am because I don't get reporting for them yet, but I might be. You never know. So so if anybody's out there, go listen to my song and then it, see if it's on Billboard. So go check out Renew My Praise by uh, Pastor Jaylon Calhoun. Um, that song's really my testimony. I wrote it. Um, it was it was kind of like in the form of a a prayer poem of how I felt. I just woke up at three o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I want y'all to know if y'all wake up at three o'clock in the morning and God is talking to you, that is the best creative time because it's dark, it's quiet, and you really have time to focus on what God is saying. So if you're writing a book or a movie, if you're if you're a musician or you know a songwriter, and God wake you up out your sleep, listen. The words are there. You just got to listen. So definitely go pick up Anointed. Y'all go download Anointed Radio too. But make sure you go get Renew My Praise. If you're going through something, it is something that I wrote to uplift everybody, no matter what you're going through, because 
we sometimes have to remember the promises of God and to ask him for those things. Because if you, 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 don't, you, don't, you receive not because you ask not. So definitely go check it out. Renew my praise. And um, for all the people missing, go check out Chris Johnson at Sing Chris J with all his new music, music video. He's now in the shy. Shy town. That was my dramatic yeah. pause. He was, uh, <laughs> it was I know. You have to finish it. You have to finish it. So, <laughs> have to finish it. <laughs> he's like, shy town. <laughs> That's right, baby. Shy town. <laughs> so much love to Chris Johnson. Make sure you go follow all his new music. Uh, go get his shirt. He has a whole lot of things. He even got mad. So he's with his entrepreneurship stuff. Um, make sure you go check out Chiquita Andrews out on everything that she has because she's writing a new book. And I know it's going to be powerful because the first one was pretty dope. So make sure you go check out Chiquita Andrews' first book. And Dr. Clay is here so she can say what she has to say. <laughs> she's a love child, sure. y'all. You know what? <laughs> Her, you know her. Her spiritual daddy is is Marvin Gaye. Marvin and he said, Gaye. "What's going on?" And That's her right. spiritual mama is Etta James. Etta and James. She says, "At last." <laughs> That's it. So and what's going on? They come together. What's going on at last? At last. <laughs> at last. <laughs> so the love child, Doctor Clay. Yeah, I am the love child. Yes, I am, and it's so wonderful um, to be called Marvin Etta. That's my name. Um, but go ahead and follow me on all the social platforms. Anything you see, Marvinetta, Clay Marvinetta, Clay M, that's pretty much me. And then also follow me on my website, drmarvinettaclay.com, and my song that's on there, Worship Forever. Um, also, you'll be seeing soon, um, Worship Forever 1, um, some apparel and things that God has allowed me to be creative on. And so you'll start seeing that. So building a brand for that. And then my new song, Fly Away, soon to be released. Very, very, very soon. And, <laughs> and, um, and we're speaking it to come because it's, it's, it's almost there. And I'm just ready for it to just be put out. But just follow me. And you know what? Just keep praying for me because I know there's some other things on the horizon. And God got you. And there's nothing you can do about it. And once again for miss faith jesse i'm not gonna speak for you because i believe you you would like to say it. you go follow you where miss faith jesse look i wish i had a song coming out but god didn't bless me with that gift so. <laughs> 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm a tune in um my instagram is f jesse that's j-e-s-s-i-e and then facebook is just faith Jesse, and that's the two that I usually um, check. So y'all follow me, I'll follow you back. And she will have all your local Las Vegas information, testing sites, um, all the updates. Because that's where I usually get my news from. Because you'd be the first one on there, and I'd be like, "Oh, look what they talking. What they talking about?" We got it for you every morning on Channel Three and the Steve. Oh, and my YouTube channel. Y'all go follow my YouTube channel. It's Faith Jesse. It's not all news, but I'm trying to build YouTube. Amen. So y'all go ahead all and right. follow that. I'm trying to get that monetization <laughs> right there. Okay. <laughs> so, and another thing I want to definitely shout out again is we're shouting out the Spin Awards. We are nominated for the Spin Awards. So make sure you go to thespinawards.com backslash vote. We're nominated for three categories. It's a blessing to be nominated 
and actually um, being considered because before anointed radio, you didn't hear much about gospel in Vegas. And now nationwide, people know about gospel in Vegas, 24 hour gospel at that. So praise God to God be the glory for that change. So there's a lot of things happening. We have um, a lot of uh, award shows coming up that we're in consideration for. Um, obviously, everybody knew our biggest milestone was being considered for Stellar. Stellar. But we made it to round two. <laughs> yeah, that was further than a lot of other people. Some people didn't even get round one. We passed round one. We got to hey. round two, and it was cricket. It was still cool, though. We're going to get that <laughs> one day. And then um, I want to shout out a few people that's been giving us shout outs. I want to shout out Charlemagne, um, a.k.a. Leonard from the Breakfast Club, who gave us a shout out. Um, you can check it out on our Instagram. Um, I want to give a shout out to David Arnold, who gave us a, a shout out. And I want to give a shout out to um, Kev on stage, who we've actually interviewed his wife, Melissa Frank, uh, Frank Frederick. So shout out to all them people that are seeing us nationwide and seeing what we're doing, giving us a shout out, showing love. I appreciate it. We probably have a lot more shout outs coming out soon. And to God be the glory. Amen. And with that being said, Cletus. Cletus. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to see y'all next week. Much love. Thank you, Miss Faith, Jesse, and everybody. Make sure you download the Anointed Radio app. And we will see you next week. Common Sense isn't common. Sign off.